the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. I've always liked watching movies. Perhaps I, I like watching movies a bit too much because whenever I read something, I tend to see it in terms of movies that I've read or watched. And so, yes, during our first reading, what did I think about the Ten Commandments with Charlton Heston? Didn't didn't help that I watched it just about every Easter forever. In fact, I think I was about 13 or so before I finally made it to the end without falling asleep. Don't give me any grief. It's a four-hour-long movie. Luckily, the scene with the burning bush is in the first part of the film. And it is, in fact, a, a very great scene. It is based upon a very profound event. And many don't recognize it for the remarkable event that it is. They think it's just God sending Moses to Pharaoh to let my people go. But it is far more than that. Moses was living in exile. He had killed an Egyptian. He was pasturing the flocks of his father-in-law, Jethro of Midian. He was pasturing them at the foot of Mount Sinai, and he saw this remarkable sight, a bush burning and yet not being consumed. He was charged with the power of God. Some commentators on sacred scripture tell us that it was not, in fact, really a bush, but one of the seraphim appearing as a burning bush. And the voice of God came from it. And God said, I am the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And he told Moses that he was to go to Pharaoh and tell him to let the children of Israel go because God had heard their cries from slavery. Now Moses didn't think much of this idea. How would you like to be told to go to the most powerful man on earth, the head of the most powerful nation, and tell him to do something that he doesn't want to do? Especially when you were under a death sentence in that country. So Moses came up with all sorts of ideas for why he should not be the one who was sent. An example would be, I don't speak that well because Moses had a speech impediment. And God said, never mind. Your brother Aaron will speak for you. Moses put up an objection and God knocked down the objection until we finally come to the end and Moses uses what he thinks is his trump card. I'll ask God for his name and he won't tell it to me and there I'll be able to say, I don't have to go. Because God has never given anyone his name. What does he say? I am the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And yet Moses is surprised when God in fact does give him his name. Or rather, a name. 
I am who am. The original four-letter word, Y-H-W-H. We don't know what vowels were used in this because by the time of our Lord, the only person who said this name was the high priest in the Holy of Holies on the Day of Atonement, once a year. If anyone else said it, they were taken outside the city and stoned to death for blasphemy. If it was, if this scripture was being read in the synagogue and they came across this name, they would say instead, Lord, Adonai, which is why if you look in your Bible, you will see this word as Lord with all capital letters. There was a time not so long ago where it was trendy to use YHWH in songs. They, they say it as Yahweh that flied in the face of thousands of years of tradition. And so finally they put a stop to it, which I was very much in favor of. In fact, as I said, we don't even know how it was said. It could have been pronounced Yahui. But it doesn't matter how it was pronounced. What rather matters is what does it mean? It means I am who was, I am who is, I am who will be. In short, God says, I'm the real God. And this takes on additional importance when you realize that the Egyptians viewed Pharaoh as a god. And so God, the real deal, is sending Moses to the false god to tell him to let his people go. And so Moses goes. This is a profound event. God revealing a name to his people shows how much he loved them. But it has been superseded by an even more profound event, an even more profound revelation. It was not at the hands of a burning bush, but rather at the hands of God in human flesh. God who was not consumed by death, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And he reveals to us not just that God exists, but who God is in himself. What is this revelation? The sacred trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Who is God? What is his name? Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. This is why we call God He. And this is why we don't up update things to try to be more modern and call the Trinity Creator, Redeemer, Sustainer. No, because if we did that, we would be saying that we know more about God than Jesus did, which would be a bald-faced lie. The upshot of all of this is that God loves you enough to let you know not just that he is, but who he is, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.